what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. travelers and welcome once again to the before and after show um if you've been keeping up you know that we are very much uh ready to talk about star <laughs> yes um i'm joined as always by my co-host Corey, Corey Tindall. Tindall. yeah and a very special guest who told a fantastic story last yes. week about yes. auditioning for the force awakens uh jake barton hey hello uh, so before we get into <laughs> um, the meat of the show. We're gonna. We usually do what we've been watching this week, but I think I'm the only person who saw something that wasn't Star Wars. So we'll skip <laughs> over that. And uh, if you're brand new to the show because you wanted to listen to it because we were talking about arguably the biggest movie of the last ten or fifteen years, uh, just know that this is a full spoiler show. So leave um, now. Go watch the movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it or you're worried about spoilers, this is the only warning you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, we're not coming back to that. So, <laughs> um, with that being said, let's jump right into it. So I think we said we were gonna talk about our, the characters, characters that yeah. have populated this universe, uh, this new universe. Well, not new universe, but the new characters that populate this universe in a new way, um, because there's a lot of them. Yep. First of all. Uh, so, so who who did you guys? Who was like your your person in this movie? I think well, it's well, hard I mean, to choose. Yeah, I remember talking about Poe, um, mm-hmm. and so immediately I went in and I'm like, that's Poe Dameron, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when he died, or like when you thought he died, yeah, 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 I was crushed. Like I was like, I own a Lego set. Of a of character a dead that person. was in this movie yeah. for like 20 like, minutes. The minifigure of Poe Dameron <laughs> is now just a dead person. Like, and I was just like, no! Like, I was so crushed. So then when he came back and it was playing the uh, the Resistance theme, the March of the Resistance, I was just like, yes! I had to fight the urge to stand up and clap. <laughs> clap. He's back. So yeah, that was, that was my... I'm glad Poe Dameron, that we talked about him, like, being cool. I think he lived up to that a lot. Really yeah. awesome. Yeah, I liked Poe a lot, too. Um, I kind of put together that he was going to survive because there was a bunch of scenes from the trailer that we hadn't seen yet. Yeah, and so, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think about <laughs> so, that. I was like, oh, he's alive somewhere, yeah. for sure. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, um, I haven't seen him pilot an X-Wing one time. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, Corey, what about you? It is very hard for me to choose. Um, a lot of the new characters... I, I just love them. I could talk about all of them. If I had to choose one, I'm going to probably say Kylo Ren. Yeah. He he was, like, all the speculation, on, if you listened on the previous episode, I feel like all the, the potential energy they had for a character like him, I feel for, like, the most part, they came through with it. Mm-hmm. And I was very pleased with his character arc in this movie and just what we got to see of who he is and that he's not exactly a Vader-like copy and I, I was just, I was just very excited how he interacted with the other characters, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get more into depth about it. But MJ, um, yeah, it's hard to pick one. There's a lot of really strong new characters in this movie, which I'm <laughs> happy about. Yes, um, 
they are for for my money they're the strongest part of the entire film yep um and they're actually they kind of saved the movie from being really bad yeah. but um <laughs> yeah i mean i love poe i think he's super underused in oh, this yeah. movie so saving him for episode eight i'm hoping so or just like a video game like i just want a video game like new rogue squadron with him that instead would be of Wedge. awesome yes um so as far as as it's weird like i think the character i want to know the most about is probably ray so that's probably my favorite new character but i think kylo ren is the most interesting new character because he's got a very interesting dichotomy and all the character stuff with him particularly when he decides to go full dark side yeah is really good but i'm like i don't know i felt kind of done with him at the end of this movie like i was like because I know Snoke has that line where he's like, get Kylo Ren and come His train me or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, I don't really care. Like, I just, <sighs> like, he's a great character for this movie, but I'm, I'm, I don't need him in anymore. I really? Like, yeah, yeah, I just felt like kind of done with him. No, man. It's, uh, no, because Han, when Han touches his face. Oh, man. And yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> whoo. Oh, and, and so at the end, the lightsaber battle between Rey and... And Kylo was so intense for me because you're rooting that for Ray. So you're rooting for Ray. You're like, I want Ray to win, you know, because you know she's the main character. You care yeah. about her. But then Kylo Ren, if she wins, and Kylo Ren, like she kills Kylo Ren, because normally that's how a lightsaber battle ends. Yeah, yeah. dies. If Kylo Ren died, then then Han Solo died for nothing. Yeah, because he mm-hmm. went in there. His whole thing was, I can redeem my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so Kylo Ren died. So. Like, you didn't want either of them to die, so when, like, the ground kind of broke underneath them and they were separate, I was like, oh, whew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I, like, this is weird. I just, and this is going to uh, eventually get into my bigger problems with the movie. I'm just kind of over my Star Wars villains getting redeemed at the last minute. Like, I, I've seen that. I don't need to see that again. But that's uh, a, that, uh, that, that moment is a conversation for later on down the road, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Another one, uh, okay, so, I last... The, the before show. Yeah. I remember you, Corey, saying, I hope Phasma <laughs> is... I know. You said... I know. No, no the was, wording uh, is important. You said, I hope Phasma isn't a throwaway kill. Uh, Phasma was literally <laughs> thrown away. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, she was literally put in a trash compactor. She had, like, two scenes. I she, like, so spirit. she's guaranteed for episode eight. Yeah, yeah really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that. Because I, like... She just seemed like it's like, okay, she's in there to sell shiny toys. Useless. Yeah. Like, yep. So there are so many useless characters on the villain side. Like, I, yeah. like, Snoke, I don't care. Yeah. Hux, I don't care. Like, I, yeah. And that's the thing, like, and we'll talk about this more later on, but just that they didn't have enough time for all those characters. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think each one kind of came in, like, Hux's speech yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, he killed it. Yeah. But it's like, that's kind of that's all, all you he get, can do. Yeah, that's all you yeah. get from him. Yeah. Really. And like, Phasma's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Scenes, like, the way she acts it and like, her voice is super cool. Yeah. I, like, like, yeah. I liked her. Costume. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, some of the, vil- the, almost all the villain characters who aren't Kylo Ren just were totally useless to me in and, this movie. And hopefully they're gonna flush them out in like, the further, you know, episodes. But yeah, and this one is just kind of like, uh, I kind of care about Kylo Ren and that's, it yeah. villains wise yeah yeah um i mean i've been seeing this kind of all over the internet uh i came to the this conclusion independently before like immediately after we saw the movie so before i got to read anything that was super spoilery yeah um but what do you guys think about everyone who says that like um 
Kylo Ren is how Anakin should have been in the prequels. I, I don't know how it should have been because he's a completely different character. Mm-hmm. Um, with Anakin, we get to see him growing up. With Kylo, like 32 years have passed, and we don't know. Like, we don't know how his training was with Luke, so mm-hmm. we don't get any of that. Um, I just think they did it emotionally better. Um, yes. And I think this film does a lot of things better emotionally. Like, even um, Finn and Poe, their bromance, oh, like, yeah. they it made feels an am- It yeah. feels real. They made an amazing bromance in, like... 20 minutes. Yeah, less than that, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. That the prequels couldn't do in six hours with Obi-Wan and Anakin. <laughs> I know. And so I'm like, wow. Like, like really just Like, I believe that. that they're friends. Yeah. Yeah. After, like... Well, that goes into the thing that, like, we got to see them go on an adventure rather than just be like, remember, like, when hashtag TBT, remember when... Remember the Clone Wars when we did yeah. stuff that we yeah. don't get to see on screen? Yeah. Yeah. But there's a show for that, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but even in episode two, when they're on the elevator, and they're like, remember when this happened? Remember when this happened? Remember when this yeah. happened? Time to go talk politics. Yeah. Or be security guards or whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, I Man, I really like Kylo Ren. Way yeah. more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. I was like, my expectations were like... Bottom I am so floor. excited that they came through with all that potential. Oh, yeah. Because I was yeah. just like, he can be such a... I feel like he's just this kind of like complex character that we haven't seen in the Star Wars universe and mm-hmm. so I'm just like I'm so excited that oh. they they went in on it and so there's so many other things they could have done to like undercut him just been like yeah. oh we're not gonna actually go there we're just gonna give you like the half version of him yeah and, and just uh, the way he uses the force like I love them pushing the base whenever he uses the force because that is like it's like it feels powerful. Like yeah. when he stops the blaster. Bolt yeah, I know. He just holds it there for like, like five minutes. <laughs> and it's just like, with that oh, really? <laughs> yeah. oh man, I thought it was awesome because it it's something. It's hard to find things that people haven't done with the force, but it still yeah. works yeah. with the force. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, I really, really like Ray. Um, and yeah. I think a lot of it has to go with. The, Daisy Ridley is so charismatic. She's, she's amazing. So likable. She's amazing. Like, oh man, she just like she nailed that character. I feel like like she completely understands how that character works yep. through and through. Yep. Um, and I mean, just nailed it. The moment, probably my second favorite moment of the whole movie, is I. You'll know the line because you've seen it three times now, Jake. But <laughs> I, I don't remember what he says. But it's during the lightsaber fight with um, Kylo Ren and Rey. And he says something about the Force. What's his line to her about the Force? Like, um, I could of... show you the Force. Uh, like he's shining, about... shimmering, splendid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's just like I could show you the power of the Force. I mean, that's when she. Realizes... Can't, yeah, because he's like, you need to train her. Yeah, yeah, you need a mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a teacher or whatever. And like, she kind of has just figured out that she has the Force, like that she can do stuff with the Force, um, but she hasn't been trained in it, and so. Uh, also, she's not used to it, so she's kind of forgotten. So he's like, you know, whatever he says about the force. Yeah. And she's like, it's kind of like, oh yeah, the force. Yeah. <laughs> like th- that may as well have been the line that she says. Yeah. But she like she closes her eyes and like kind of centers herself and uses the force at that moment. And that's when she kind of turns. She like opens her eyes and turns the tables on Rent on Kylo Ren. Yeah. But it's uh, it's an amazing moment, and I am still trying to figure out if they did this digitally or if. 
Daisy Ridley is an incredible actress, but there's a look of like fear and tension in her eyes before she closes her eyes. Yeah. And then when she opens them, she just looks super focused and zen about yeah, it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I think it was an acting thing. And I, I feel was like, like that. Yeah. Whoa. Kind of that to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's super awesome. I'm. I don't know what else she's been in. You guys. She hasn't been in anything. Yeah, anything. This is, this is. Yeah. This is what like, a find, man. I know. Like, what the heck. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely think she grew as an actor on the set, like a lot. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's her first thing, but then, yeah. like JJ Abrams, or she mentioned that JJ Abrams, like, was really hard on her. Yeah. Like he said, he called her acting wooden, yeah, like stiff. a lot. And, mm-hmm. and, There's a couple and, moments where I could get that. Uh, no, I completely agree. Like, <laughs> and and so that's why I think a lot of Ray's success as an actress in this movie speaks testament to J.J. Abrams and mm-hmm. his ability to work with. Yeah, uh, actors, kind of the opposite of Lucas, who is kind of abrasive and like this is how it's going to be, just do mm-hmm. it. Um, he's kind of seems to be the opposite, like really wants his actors to grow, and you can see the, almost the growth in her, like yeah, just she nails it, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, they, man, she's so good. Um, I think John Boyega did a great job too. Um, yeah, I they took Finn his character arc in a way that I didn't think they were going to, and I I really enjoyed that, too. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the subversion of, like, we get humanized stormtroopers, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we haven't ever seen that before, and just kind of like this whole, like, I don't think that's the right thing to do, and, like, him running away. And even in, like, that last battle where it's like he, like, Kylo Ren's like, you're a traitor, and then, like, he picks up the lightsaber to protect... You know, he finally stops running and he's going to protect Ray and, like, face the First Order head on. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's awesome. Um, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with him in the future, but... We, yeah, because in the in the <laughs> fight, I the first time I saw it, it was in stupid 3D. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the back corner and I was sick. Oh. So, in that scene when he slices uh, Finn, I thought he was just cut in half. Yeah, I, yeah, thought, so he was, I thought he was dead. And so, so I was just like, I. oh my gosh. I was like, dang, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, I... I wonder what they'll do with him. Like, what if he could be Professor Xavier? Like, you know, like put him in a wheelchair. Or That'd something. be cool. But, yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. What do you guys? BB-8. Um, oh man, he was great. Uh, yeah. I thought he was really good. And one thing that really um, not racist, not racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that that made him different from R two D two is he he was good natured. And this seems weird for, like, personalities and droids, but, like, when he does the, um, when Finn's asking for the, uh, he's like, you know, just tell me the coordinates, you know, tell Ray, yeah. uh, please do this for me. Um, and then, you know, he has that kind of moment of yeah, crisis. Like, yeah, that, yeah. And, yeah. and he, he tells her um, what system the resistance base is in. And then Finn gives him a thumbs up. Right. And then he does the little flip lighter. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought, even the second time I saw it, I thought it was him flipping him off. That's, that's what, what, yeah, that's what my wife thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Really? No, not at all. Yeah. To me, what that moment, man, and it was another one. There are these little things that I were. I think I'm getting ahead of myself, but there are a lot of little things that really work for me in this movie. Yeah, and that was one of those moments because to me, it kind of meant that like that's kind of what Poe does when he needs a light. And I yeah. really like that. Like, oh. it just kind of colored them in a little bit to me. Yeah. Like, that's so he cool. saw that motion and BB-8 was like, oh, I know what to do about that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, because he, it changed for me because at first I saw him like, oh, he's kind of snarky droid light. Yeah. You know, he's flipping him off. He's a snarky droid like R2. But then when I realized like that was a thumbs up back, yeah. BB-8 is so much more like good natured <laughs> yeah. and just like... 
I, it's weird to say it like younger. He just feels more cute. And because R2, yeah. when you look at him, he's kind of like a jerk. Yeah. Like, you know, he kind of is like sarcastic and stuff and messes with yeah, Super yeah, yeah, And BB-8 is like characterized differently and he's a freaking soccer ball like it's crazy how they did that like even 3po like when he shows up he's like hey what's up you know like he's like super stoked to see (laughs) him yeah like hey bb8 yeah yeah he's like hey bb8 and whereas like every time he reunites with everybody he's like what did you do now (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh man (laughs) um so let's talk returning characters um i I think one of them we'll have to save for a little bit later on Mm -hmm. (laughs) um uh, namely, uh, the the Skywalker himself, yes, yeah. um, Luke, because we don't have a lot to go on. Um, but so uh, the two, the the big three are back. Uh, yes, one of them in a much larger capacity than the other two, mm-hmm. uh, and that's Harrison Ford returning as Han Solo. Yes, what do you guys think? Loved it. Yeah, it, it was he was great. great. He was perfect. Yep. I, and and the, the thing was, I was afraid we were going to get him kind of just cashing in a paycheck, sort of. Yeah, like, like Indiana but, Jones, yeah. Crystal Skull, like, old man just kind of, like, yeah. grumping through. No, yeah, yeah. Through. But, but we got a character, and the main thing was it felt like this character had lived 32 yes. years yes. in this universe. It's the mm-hmm. most he's acted Han Solo. I agree. I feel oh, like. absolutely. Um, and... You really feel like he's gone through this tragedy with Leia. Like you buy yeah. all of him and Leia's scenes. Like he's why an, he's back to you know smuggling and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and and the thing that spoke testament to his acting and just his character and how well he did it was my dad saw it um, the second time I viewed it. Mm. Um, and when when he's talking about Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, I just want to call him Ben Solo. Yeah. I, He's going to redeem yeah. himself. Uh, but, but, like, seeing uh, Carrie Fisher and him talk, and Carrie Fisher is like, or uh, Han says, you know, if Luke couldn't help him, how could I possibly help him? And, and Leia's like, Luke is a Jedi, but you're his father. Oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. My dad just started bawling. Um, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> like, like, it was just like, oh, my gosh. And so that really hit home just for, I guess, my dad and then of course me because seeing my dad crying but like um yeah han just nailed it um and i think the writing was so perfect yes. that it made him seem like he existed in this universe yeah. for and he wasn't just kind of like we have to shoehorn him in because he's original you know star <laughs> wars character yeah it was great though oh, han killed it and he had great interactions with like the old characters but then like the new ones too it's just like very believable mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's how Han would act and it mm-hmm. wasn't like out of character or weird like we have to force you into the story and the plot like I felt like he was an integral part of like how they fit him in with Kylo Ren and Leia like it didn't just feel like okay this all kind of has to happen because we have Harrison Ford here and we have to make Han Solo work in this movie it just felt like Oh yeah, that would make sense. He has a personal stake in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought he was so good. I thought he looked uh, really old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I thought he he just nailed it. Um, you know, the the moment mm-hmm. for me is is when he dies, and he touches Kylo's yeah. face. Man. I could not handle that crap. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and at that point, I had already had a long list of the things that weren't working for me in the movie, yeah. and then that just like completely erased it, that whole sequence. Um, but yeah, when when that was, and it seemed like Harrison Ford made that choice. Like it didn't seem like he was directed to do that. It seemed like Harrison Ford made that choice, and then they made him do it again if they did another take. Like, yeah, it seemed very organic. Yeah, um, and it, it man, it it hit me so hard. <laughs> Gosh, it, like. It, 
Especially because they really telegraph that that's what's going to happen in yeah. that scene. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I also had a sneaking suspicion going in that that was going to happen. Um, just... We all kind of yeah, feel like it was the... Yeah, I, I, I really felt like very strongly. And I hadn't even read anything about it. I was just like, mm, I feel like Han Solo is dying in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, <laughs> he totally did. That scene starts and you're like, this can't end any other way. Well, especially because <laughs> they set it up exactly like the Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi fight. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so that scene started and I was like, okay, Han's going to die here. And then that like completely flipped it for me like i was like all right like han's dying and then that happened and it just like sw- like swept my legs yeah. my emotional Man, legs so, and i was like uh, dang well for me hearing chewy yeah scream, i was gonna say it's uh, like a guttural like my best friend just was murdered in front of him yeah and and okay the one thing that really blew my mind is that um a lot of people are like oh kylo ren should have just destroyed finn and ray like that's stupid how did they beat him but chewy immediately shoots him with the bowcaster, which the film, like, really pushed how strong the bowcaster was. Like, Han would take it several times. And that felt kind of weird, like... Yeah, like, knock people back. Yeah, but it's like, how is Han in, you know, they've been together, like, 40 years. How is he not shot shot his bowcaster? But, like... Yes, you're right. (laughs) But I think that shows how um, powerful it is. And so when when, uh, Kylo Ren gets hit with that... Mm -hmm. um, like and the fact that he's even conscious like shows how powerful like Kylo Ren is and it, yeah. and it, it gives them a, a realistic way that um, Ray and Finn could beat him because he yeah got he's hit in the chest with a bow yeah he's injured <laughs> another point I've been talking to people about that because they're like oh how could they win it's like Kylo Ren's kind of been the only like main force user. Because, like, Luke yeah, went into like hiding. And so he's well, kind of, he's rusty. He mm-hmm. hasn't had, like, he can just do whatever and people just, you know, they have to listen to him. And so when he gets this pushback about, like, Ray, and it's like, she can use the Force and these things start. He's not on, like, his A-game, you know? No. He's not on his A-game and then he gets wounded. And so it's like, he's, like, probably operating at, like, a B-minus, C-plus level in that fight. Oh, I'd and, say even less than and that, beca- yeah. And then, you know, because Ray, Ray is just, like, naturally very, like, intuitive of the Force. If she's, like, on her, like, A-game, it, yeah. it could make sense of, like, he would be overpowered. Well, see, I think Chewie shooting the bowcaster, I think Chewie... S- Save the movie. Like if you yeah. look at like yeah. if Chewie didn't shoot that, like I think Kylo Ren would have dominated Finn and Ray. Yeah. Uh, but like so <laughs> that Chewie's just like gut reaction shot of vengeance, like yeah. kind of saved their butts later <laughs> on. And yeah. I love how he's hitting his chest. Oh yeah. man, trying to get the yeah. the the pain because yeah. he just has this sick trying twisted to numb idea. It with, like, punches. Oh, like yeah, so I don't good. know if he was trying to numb it or if he was like like you know wanted to feel more pain, pain. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, power. just like adrenaline. Yeah, yeah like just, the dark side. Like pain leads to hatred. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so that was really cool. So yeah, I think Chewie, you saved the day. <laughs> Chewie so saved with the day. that bowcaster moment, um. Or, or the running gag of, like, him wanting to use it. I totally agree with you that, like, <laughs> what? Like, how long have they been together and he's never used that? Yeah. However, that's one of my favorite weapons from the Star Wars video <laughs> oh. games. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And I was that's just true. super happy to see that acknowledged in the Star Wars films that I was like, whatever. Like, yes, he should have used it before. <laughs> But I don't care. Because yeah. they're it. finally <laughs> acknowledging that the bowcaster is dope yep. in this movie. Um, yeah. So I, I, it seems like we're kind of transitioning into uh, into the, the things that worked or didn't work for us. So mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys want to start with? you want to start with didn't work? Didn't. Or? We'll start okay. with Let's start with didn't. All right, Corey, what didn't work for you in this movie? Um, <clears throat> probably 
Um, and this is just, like, really broad. I would just say, like, parts of the plot in general. Um, <clears throat> and I don't mean, like, completely, but just the whole, like, Starkiller base, kind of, like, <laughs> another Death Star. I mean, like, even one of the characters, like, in the Resistance is, like, oh, it's, like, a Death Star, but bigger. Like, I would have liked something um, more original than that, like, plot. It just kind of felt, like, unnecessary. It's, like, we had... The characters are awesome. The character interactions are, like, working really well. And then it just feels like, okay, we kind of need to have some sort of space battle, so let's... There, there doesn't seem to be, like, a motivation of, like, why the First Order is, like, has built this, or what, like, what... Is this not enough, like, explanation Well, yeah, and, and there's not much... Um, a lot of people got pissed at the prequels because it didn't it had it was too much politics mm -hmm. this one's kind of the opposite like there's no politics to back it up it's like like i'm thinking like okay the first order how do they get funding they're not a country yeah like, they don't like, get taxes. it's like, like how what's the new republic and what's the relationship with the resistance and you know like some yeah. of that and not like i want i because i don't want all the politics and stuff again but just I mean, even <laughs> <laughs> yeah <You're> and, and, <laughs> But, like, it really just seems like the same people who are saying there were too much politics and the prequels are saying there's not enough in yeah. this one. And that just goes to show, like, you're never going yeah, to be or, able to. Or people are like, we want something different. So we kind of get, like, a... It's not exactly a reskin of New Hope. It's kind of like a cover song of some of the best moments. Remix! Yes. <laughs> but, but then, you know, they're just like, well, it's too much like a New Hope. So I want to... It's like, you can't please any, like, everybody. Everyone, yeah. yeah so. And, um... So I'd say the plot, probably. That part, the, the Starkiller thing. There's some kind of conveniences. The whole thing with R2 and the map. Oh, yeah. I feel like... Yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe they give us more about something. Maybe, like, Luke used the Force to, like, awaken R2 or something. I don't know. It was just kind of like... It, oh, the R2 Awakens. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that was the original title. <laughs> it was, they were like, that one's a little on the nose. It was just kind of like a coincidental, oh, we blew up Starkiller Base, and, like, as a fun reward, R2's gonna, like... <laughs> Achievement unlocked? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet. He has the map the whole time, but... It, and it's like, oh... Yeah, the, especially because, like, BB-8 is like, wake up, bro. Nudges like, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. BB-8 met him, like, earlier on in the movie, so it's like, you could sense, like, oh, the other part of the map's here. So it's not like yeah. a proximity thing, like, so, yeah. yeah. I, for me, what didn't work was, um, okay, so Rey went from the <laughs> Jedi are a myth, like Luke Skywalker is a myth, to I'm going to Jedi mind trick a stormtrooper really quickly. Like, too quickly for me. Well, almost too quickly. Um, and I think that speaks testament to just um, the plot itself, the movie itself, moves at a breakneck pace. Like, it just goes so quick. Um, that I rarely say this about a movie, but like I think it actually could have used like 15 more minutes. Um, and I'm not saying that just because I want more 15 more minutes of Star Wars, which is true. Uh, I'd take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think like the plot moved almost too fast. Like it just went from here, 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 here. Um, and it, it, there were no dull moments, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but there was a like almost like you're being yanked around so much that you kind of lose a little bit along the way um mm -hmm. so it worked overall but i would love to have a little more meat on the bones of the plot um because it just felt so quick just yeah. maybe a little too quick yeah i would say slow it down a lot too mm -hmm. um the, the 
the way I would get around the she goes from the Jedi myth to Jedi mind tricking really fast is the scene where he's using the force on her, Kylo Ren is, yeah. yeah, to like interrogate her, and she flips the script on him. Yeah, that scene is when she realizes she has the force, and she does that after that. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's essentially kind of like use the force on Kylo Ren. She's like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, plus, Daniel Craig is the uh, stormtrooper. Yeah, I, I read that. <laughs> yeah. That um, Oh man, so much of this movie didn't work for me, and I still really? liked it. Yeah, uh, the story's awful. The story of this movie is really bad. Man, the story of this movie sucks. Uh, so here's the thing: I hate open world video games. I do not what? like. What? Yeah. I love open world video. I do not oh, like man. open world video games. Yeah, I'm not a huge uh, fan. Of I oh man! Learned in this movie that I hate it even more when I have an open world movie because. <laughs> This movie starts out, and they're like, we gotta find Luke Skywalker. And then everyone's like, Luke who? There's a giant, there's a new Death Star. And I was like, wait, wait, why is there a side quest in this movie? Like, what are you doing? This isn't a video game. Ah, man, that bothered me. Just the entirety of Starkiller Base was, makes no sense to me. Like, there's no, there's no even real explanation for why they have it. There's no, like introduction to it like there's no nothing about it makes sense to me because it's just like here's this thing it blows up five planets okay i don't care because you didn't do any like there's no mention of it until it blows up those five planets Mm -hmm. and so it was just like wait where'd this come from why are they doing this who put the order Mm -hmm. in to do this like what i don't understand where any of like what's going on here i Mm -hmm. I have no idea what is happening with the Starkiller base. And, and that's so, the, I think that speaks to, like, the speed of the plot yeah. and yeah. D- just the 30-year gap yeah. that, like, a lot of stuff's happened and, like, they can't tell us you everything know, that happened. Yeah, so yeah. you feel a little bit lost, like, what the... What, why? What, yeah. Huh? Like, yeah. as you're going through it. Uh, but I think... I'm trying to think, like... I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the people who saw A New Hope for the first time. Like, I wonder if they felt that way. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think, too. I'm like, because, I mean, if I strip down, like, New Hope, besides all of my praise for it and everything, does it feel like kind of a a very simple, like, at times, like, dumb plot, and I don't know everything that's going on? Do I get enough of, like, who the Empire is? And, like, so I was trying to do that. It's really hard to try to... (laughs) To put yourself in the shoes of, of, in a universe where Star Wars doesn't exist. And I know, like, so much about it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of the other things, and I think this also, I think they tried to cram too much into this movie as far as characters go. Mm -hmm. Some of these characters are really useless. Um, Yeah. (laughs) As much as I like John Boyega's portrayal in this movie... I think you could get rid of Finn or Poe. Like, I don't see a need for either, for both of them in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because you could just have Poe go and do all the stuff that Finn does, and you don't lose him for, like, 40 minutes of the movie and never explain why he's just in an X-Wing on this forest planet. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, they don't explain that. And so it's just like, well, if we wouldn't have spent that much time following Finn, we could have followed Poe. Yeah. And then Poe could have been the one, like, going on adventures with Ray and, like, hanging out with BB-8. And yeah. I don't, I, like, I don't know. There was just, like, he, and Finn's not a bad character and John Boyega's great in the role. Mm-hmm. I just think that, like, there's not, it, the way they juggled it is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. And then this is, I'm gonna start getting into a little bit nitpick here. <laughs> uh, why are there only like five terrains in the Star Wars universe? There's like desert and ice and uh, forest and entire city planet and now islands. 
Like, what? Why? Like, everything is just not Tatooine. Not Endor. Not the Empire. Not the Rebel Alliance. Like, it's just variations on those things, and it's so on the nose, and I don't know. A lot of the, like, carbon copy stuff from A New Hope really Hmm. doesn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. And that's a big majority of the movie. Um, For me, and this is super nitpicky, too, um, does Carrie Fisher smoke? Yes. Does she like? She a did lot? all the cocaine in the eighties. Yeah, she, well, so well, she like, did lots of drugs. Well, and... her voice is like, like her. She looked normal. She but when she talked, it was like yeah, hey, on. and I'm just yeah. like, what the? Well, everyone kind of has like old person voice. Yeah, which is hilarious to me because even <laughs> C3PO does because Anthony Daniels is super old. Yeah. yeah. So like Anthony Daniels, literally like C3PO showed up and he like sounds super old now, and I was yeah. like, why is the droids sound older? <laughs> like, I get why, but also, he shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, it, but that was just super nitpicky. I, I was just, like, kind of confused. Like, everyone else sounds, sounds relatively the same. Yeah. Um, and she just sounded, like, sick, or, like, <laughs> like she had just smoked a pack and then got and then, on set. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's super yeah. nitpicky. So, for me, the story should have, like, I don't understand why we abandoned looking for Luke for so much of this movie. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, it makes the moment when they find Luke super cheap at the end. I hated it. Really? Yeah, I hated it so much. When it, like... <laughs> and they didn't give him a line, so she's just, like, awkwardly standing there holding, holding the, the lightsaber light. forever. They hold on it way too long. Yeah, I know. And they do that dumb helicopter shot that makes it look like a Creed video. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Man, I, I hated the way this plot went after, like, an hour. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, how did, well, okay, I guess we'll, we'll ask at the end what, yeah. what you guys thought, like, rating-wise in the whole trilogy, or the whole seven movies is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'll be, that'll show, because, because a lot, I, I agree with a lot of this stuff, but I think they pulled it off well enough that it, it works. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work, but it works, that doesn't make any sense. No, but, no, but, I, yeah. I, I, I understand yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, you can nitpick, but then you're kind of like, oh, well, I guess... Okay, you know it's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, no, no, I. But I, so yeah, do you guys have anything else that you dislike? Um, I mine was pretty short, short yeah. list. Yeah, I mean, like it didn't work. Yeah. The, I think I'm just angry. Like I don't think I have a long list, but I think I'm just angry about them, and they take up a lot of the movie. <laughs> what just the plot? Yeah, in general. Man, I hated the story in this movie a lot. I feel like if they could have cut out the. Star Killer stuff and like focused on something else because it's like you know on the opening crawl it's like the first sentence is like Luke, Luke has is, vanished. Yeah. That should be our story is just the search and for that Luke. hooks me and that gets me in and then like we kind of go and I I like the movie in spite of like the plot or whatever but it still kind of is like I guess you could make the argument it's like oh well the whatever Star Killer thing kind of forces their hand and so they have to do that or they're gonna get blown up it's like but. Why, why? Why Why couldn't we have found something else? And like, to me, it, like, it's weird because it's like almost self-aware about that it's stupid because they bring it into, like, they bring up the plan <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's Starkiller Base. It's, uh, you know, this super weapon. And they're like, it's another Death Star. And they're like, no, it's 17 times bigger. And then Han, always the voice of reason, is like, so it's big. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Um, I really like that. And then I think it just... I think it, it, it illustrates a bigger problem with J.J. And there's there's an article that I sent both of you guys mm-hmm. on uh, 
earthmoviesdeath.com. I try to avoid sending people there because I kind of hate their uh, editor-in-chief. Oh. But, um, Film Crit Hulk writes for them. So, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but Film Crit Hulk didn't write this article. Actually, I think... No, this guy named Evan Stackoff wrote it, and he's really good on that site. But he basically asserts that Kylo Ren is sort of J.J. Abrams as a filmmaker, and I totally get that because... Mm-hmm. Um, J.J. Abrams is good at making one movie, and that movie is Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the problem is he took Star Wars and made Star Wars. Yeah. He yeah. just remade Star Wars. But that's... Uh, but it works. But it's, I don't, it worked it, it's for me. It's weird because it works in spite of itself. I feel like there's so much heart and like soul of like all the people involved. That doesn't negate the problem. Well, the, the, the thing is, one of the biggest things I love about this movie is how much J.J. Abrams understands how Star Wars works, and one of the biggest problems I have with the movie is how much J.J. Abrams understands how Star Wars works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's the thing, like, that's a pro and con for me, is J.J. Abrams yeah. made Star Wars again, and that is both something that doesn't work and works for me, because yeah. it's like... Because at times it's uh, like, we get these new things, the characters, I feel like he really understands that, but other parts he's like, I'm just going to play it safe. And maybe just reskin this from A New Hope, oh, so I don't... Yeah. So safe. He played it so safe. So and that was my big concern going into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You guys remember what I was talking about? Yeah. Man, he played it safe. Um, yeah, okay, let's transition into likes. Okay. We did like this movie. You what? I said we did like this movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, like we spoke... Okay. <laughs> okay, I have one... Um, okay, so I... I was going to mention this on the before, uh, but I it just kind of slipped my mind. I didn't really think it was that important. Um, in the first teaser trailer, we have um, Andy Circus saying, uh, he, he's going, um, there's been an awakening. Um, oh, yeah, The yeah. dark side. Yeah. Can you feel it? The dark side. Yeah, yeah. And the light. Um, and it shows the Millennium Falcon. And so that is the first time that the light side of the Force has ever been mentioned in Star Wars. Mm. And that's something you think like, oh, obviously there's a light side and the dark side. But people never talk about the light side. Uh, and so most of the time in the Star Wars universe, you have everyone is just default good yeah. until they're tempted to the bad side. And I loved how we got kind of the juxtaposition of that with Kylo Ren. Mm. Yeah. He was entrenched in the bad side, but he's, he's like, I feel the pull to the light. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was awesome because it really speaks to the duality of the Force yes. um, that you don't oftentimes see. That's something that confused me in just Star Wars in general is um, bringing balance to the Force. Mm. Um, and to bring balance to the Force, the good guys won. And it's like, that's not balance, right? Like, that's yeah. the good guys winning. And so that's why it was kind of confusing of like, like, the Force is supposed to be this kind of yin-yang, light-dark thing. Yeah. A balance. But, like, we, as a culture, are kind of very much against that. We're very, like, the good guys win, the good guys win. And so it's really... I love seeing the opposite of that. Seeing the the light side kind of infecting the dark side. Um, and seeing Kylo Ren deal with that yeah. um, mm-hmm. was really cool. I re- That was a really cool moment for me. Man, um... Other things that work for me. I just like how we got all these very interesting characters. These characters that I we cared about that weren't even like, you know, people like Han Solo or or Leia. You know, we really connected with them. And I like we talked about this on the before, that we got these character archetypes, but they were like slightly subverted or they were different. And they were characters we hadn't seen in Star Wars before. So like 
you know, I'm, I am I liked seeing people like Finn, who it's like we get to see him defect from the First Order. We haven't really seen that before. And I liked his arc, and I liked, you know, they gave someone else who wasn't a Jedi, like, an opportunity to use a lightsaber. Like, oh, yeah, that you know, great. just stuff like that, where it's like, we've never seen that before, and there's a lot more of this middle ground. We got to see the Force used differently. That was another thing I really liked, kind of like how... You know, oh, Kylo Ren can stop a bullet in midair, you know. Um, or he can read people's minds. We haven't really, like, seen that type of stuff. Um, so I like the different presentation of, like, the characters, the subversions of that. You know, we got to see Poe in a TIE fighter. Oh, yeah, like, that was so sweet. you finally get to see, like, wow, these things can do a lot of damage. That's why they, like, blow up so many X-Wings, you know? Yeah. And Poe's like, man, this thing can... He's like, this thing can move. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, like, stuff like that. Or, like, even when the... And, it's just a small thing. When the planets get blown up, we get to see it from the people's perspective. There was mm-hmm. there were smart little things like that that I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that just just enriched. Um, it didn't really like you know you're kind of upset that it wasn't it was playing it safe, but it did have a lot of moments where it took something that we knew and cherished. Yeah, he familiar. did still play it safe, but he would kind of like yeah, he'll oh, show the other side of the yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was really cool because it filled in some of the blanks uh, and you know yeah, it just expanded and enriched it. I agree. Um, um, I really liked the Millennium Falcon reveal. Oh my oh gosh! <laughs> whole scene is so cool. I love that. Oh, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, it is so well done. Oh my gosh, J.J. Abrams' aerial photography that so good. That whole sequence is yes. amazing. It's so like it is so entertaining. It yeah. is. I mean, it is up there as as an iconic iconic Star Wars moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- to me, that's the Death Star run of this movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, which is weird because so... it, like, peaks at, like, at a 45-minute mark. <laughs> and then um, we have two of the characters. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, see, I had a little kid sitting next to me um, this last time that I saw it. Um, <laughs> and when that scene ended and it did the wipe, um, he just looked at his mom and he's like, Mom, that was fun. <laughs> and I was just like, like, I was like, like yes. yes. Like, it was. Like, it was just Fun. Oh. The kid when we saw it, when they when we found out that like um, Ray was living in a burnt out attic. Yeah, did you hear that, that kid? No. Just go, holy crap! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, stuff like that was so good. Yeah, man. and and I think someone mentioned it. It might have been Michael. It mentioned like like JJ wanting to make it delightful. Yeah, um, yeah. and yeah. I think like. Like he did, like a lot of it. Yes, the word delightful comes to mind. Like Mm -hmm. it was just fun. You just smiling the whole time. Um, He just nailed a lot of parts like that. That sequence was amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Um, What else works for me? Okay, um, I really, really liked. um, I liked seeing the little bit of the resistance that we got, I, I just wanted to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that was, that was cool seeing kind of the evolution of that. Um, I, okay. One theory I have um, kind of switching to uh, Snoke. Um, I thought he was pretty cool. I think you call him space Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that um, character. <laughs> well, see, my theory is that he's, um, I think he's little like, Mos Yoda. like yeah, yeah, I think he's little like Yoda and that he just makes himself look big. Um, but I'm, oh, like, I, I don't know why, like, why do you not like him? Because I'm excited to see where that goes, what that is like. I just, like, they I just want to know more. They didn't, like, there's nothing particularly intriguing about him to hmm. me. Like, he just kind of showed up and I was like, okay, you're new emperor. Like, that's all you are is just like, what, like. Yeah. Y- y- and the thing is, like, 
yes, Kylo Ren is kind of uh, B-team Darth Vader, but what <laughs> makes that interesting is that he's choosing to be. Oh, um, yeah. He's choosing that. Like, it's not... It doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like J.J. wrote him that way. Yeah. It feels like he wrote Snoke to be B-team Emperor um, mm. to me. And, and we're like, Kylo... We see that he's capable of so much more than just being, like, crappy Darth Vader. Yeah. But he's just, like, super into Darth Vader. Yep. Um, and he, once again, I kind of feel the same way about J.J. himself, where it's like, <laughs> I like he's choosing to be crappy George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and I think he's capable of not, I mean, not better than Spielberg, let's be honest. Yeah. But I feel like he's capable of operating on a level with those guys, and he... Like, it's almost like he has this weird inferiority complex around those guys, even though they trust him a lot. That he's like, oh, I'll never be at your level, so I won't even try. And I, yeah, I don't think he's found his voice yet. Yeah. Like, like his he's too busy trying to act like them. Yeah. Which Kylo Ren is too busy trying, trying to, to act Darth like Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think the film, like, looking at, like, the reviews, like, honestly, I think this is the best film we could have gotten. Like, any of the changes we talk about would have made more people mad than they would have made us happy. And I so I really think, it with Disney involved, I think they made the Everyman Star Wars. And, and I think it does kind of bug me, and it kind of still leaves that terrifying idea that, like, they're going to make it more Everyman, and everything's going to be more catered towards everyone, and me as a nerd is like, no, like, <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... I think this is the best best Star Wars movie we could have gotten. And that um, leads me back to the man behind the camera, J.J. Abrams. He did the exact same thing to Star Trek. Yeah. He made every man Star Trek. He did. You know how I know that? I like that movie. Yeah. I don't like Star Trek that yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> same. My dad is a huge Trekkie. Uh, um, even more, he wasn't really a big Star Wars fan. He was more Star Trek, Team Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he saw that and I was like yeah I loved it you know Star Trek was good because I'm not a big Star Trek fan yeah. um, and he was just like I hated it cause, yeah because yeah, he's yeah. a Trekkie yeah and so yeah that that does worry me and I, I'm wondering how much of that is JJ and how much of that is Disney mm. um, because Disney very much is like we can't alienate anyone we want this to apply to everyone we want you know I feel like I tend to feel like it's a little bit more JJ because he's just kind of like you know I really, like, love and revere these people, so I'm going to, like, mimic them. Not, mm-hmm. like, I really love them and adore them and, like, study them, and then I'm going to find my own voice in that. And I feel like there's a lot of scenes where that came through of, like, I really love that person. He's awesome. I'm going to basically do the same type of thing. Or how much of this is Lawrence Kasdan trying to apologize for what George Lucas did? Oh, wow, oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that... that could, yeah, that very well could be, yeah. um I was going to say uh, one more thing before I know we'll probably transition to something else. Other thing that really worked for me in this movie, I thought the action was awesome, particularly that last lightsaber battle. Yes. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and, and, I, and I do like the lightsaber battle in episode three. You know, I, I think that's awesome just to see Anakin and Obi-Wan go at it. But just like, I felt like this lightsaber battle had like more gravitas to it. Mm-hmm. There was very much like, a weight of, you know, Kylo Ren has, we've just had this, like, emotional scene with, like, Han dying, and, you know, just the the whole build-up to it, and just seeing, like, in all of it, not just, like, Rey and Kylo Ren, but even, like, Finn going in there, and kind of, like, completing his arc, but just getting his butt handed to him, and then, like, 
the, the reveal of like, okay, Ray is gonna finally do this. It just it just really worked for me. It was yeah. very satisfying. Yeah. And in a way that I feel like lightsaber battles haven't done for me since like Empire or Return of the Jedi. I've liked the lightsaber battles <laughs> in the prequels, but they just for me, like the closest is maybe Obi-Wan and Anakin, and it still felt feels at time that there's so much dancing and choreography involved. And it's not like there wasn't any choreography in this one, but it just felt like there was a lot more like intense moments where you know they're face to face and we see the emotion and with the cross guard digging into the shoulder. Yeah, you oh, know, he turns so and burns Finn yeah. and like it's just the characters have a stake in it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kylo Ren's like, you're a traitor. Like, to Finn, and Finn's just like, no, because that's not who I am. And so he has an emotional stake in it. And then even Ray, when she gets the lightsaber, it's like, Finn is, like, the closest thing to family I have now. And, like, you know, I've been looking for my family, and I'm going to protect them. And just, and you killed Han, and, like, just all this stuff. So it just felt like a lot more, like, substance to these fights. Yeah, Mm -hmm. two things on that point, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically. One, I really liked that, like, they were kind of crappy at it. Like, they yeah, were they, yes, no idea what they were doing. Yeah, but, like, that's how they would be. Like, they exactly. don't have any training. Like, it oh. felt very, like, real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Kylo Ren's not, a, like, a Darth Vader who's been, like, you know, B.A. for, like, 30 years killing yeah. people. Well, or, like, if you just handed each one of us a sword and been, like, fight, we'd be like, uh, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be disastrous. And yeah. it, like, borderline was. Like, it felt like it could fall apart at any minute and they were going to cut their own heads off. Yep. <laughs> um, and then, I really like what you said about uh, Ray finding a family. Yeah. And I think oh. one of the best character beats, and that's another thing that works for me, is just most of the character beats. I think that's the part of, um, like I said, one of my biggest likes about this movie is how much J.J. understands what works in Star Wars. Yeah. And one of my biggest dislikes is how much J.J. understands what works <laughs> in Star Wars. The part where that comes in the likes is, man, does this guy know how characters work in this universe. Yes, yes. He, man, did he put some compelling characters and. Uh, not just compelling characters, but compelling character beats like yes. that. Yes. And one of my favorites is just uh, Finn's motivation to go rescue Ray. It mm-hmm. it kind of transcends she's in trouble, and yeah. it just goes into like she's the first person I've cared about that I've been able to care about. Yeah, that I've like had the ability like been given permission to give a crap about yes so i must go back for her yeah and it's just as important to ray that they go back for her but not because she needs to be rescued clearly she's like gotten herself out of the situation but she needs to know that someone is coming back for her Mm -hmm. it's the first time she's seen someone come back yeah Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's so good. Oh yeah, there's uh, so many moments like that. Yeah. Like, 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 it's like, I guess what they're called character beats. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like when um, I love the character Maz Kanata. Um, oh yeah. yeah, she was great. Yeah, yeah. I want to read like a book series about. Yeah, her. and and so her saying to Finn like, "You have the eyes of someone who wants to run." Yeah, um, and seeing him when when you know Kylo's like traitor. Um, and he, you know, picks up the lightsaber, like, at that moment, oh, man. he's yeah. decided, I'm not, not going to run. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to face the First Order, literally, yes. like, the, the face of the First yeah. Order, yeah. I am going to stop running. And, and like, that was, like, a character beat, like, wow. Like, it really yeah, it's hit like, hard. that's great. Oh, yeah. That's a, a lot of those. Wow, that's really good. I do like that a lot. Um, okay, in the, in, at the end, um, Luke, when, when he first was revealed, um, when she climbs the million steps yep. <laughs> to get to the top. Luke Stairwalker. Uh, yeah, Luke Stairwalker. Yes. Um, 
there's a really funny picture I saw, and it says um, Star Wars Episode Eight, and it has a picture of Ray carrying Mark Hamill on her back like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw that too. <laughs> but um, when he first turns and he gives that kind of look, um, the first time I saw the movie, um, I was like, "That's ah, kind of dumb. Like he should he should have forced like grabbed the lightsaber." Like, that would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, but then the second time, so I'm like, like, there's so much emotion packed into that look. Yeah. That I'm like, wow. And the third time I saw it, even more. It was like, <laughs> like, you. there was so much going on in his head that his emotion almost, like, his face, like, his facial expression changes, like, several times when looking at her. Um, and it's really powerful because it's, like, all the conflicting emotions of, like, mm-hmm. a Jedi Master who has literally ran away. Yeah. And seeing somebody's, like... Like, the realization of, like, I'm going to have to get back into this fight um, was, I think, good. Like, I think it was done well. Like, I don't think it would have been better if he would have been like, hey, glad you're here, you know? Like, I think that was the best way to do it, to have him take off the hood and just have this really powerful, emotionally charged look. Maybe it shouldn't have been like two minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. But, but I goes on for like, cut, cut, yeah. please cut. Yeah, it's like, it almost just like line. <laughs> yeah, it's like say something. Yeah, but but it was. I think that look really sold it. The more I've seen it, mm-hmm. I realize how powerful mm-hmm. that look that Luke gave. I, I guess you know we said we come to Luke, and so here we are. I I'm kind of mixed. When I first saw it, when we're you know we're there, I'm like. Please say something. Please say something. It's like, you vanish. You're the whole point of the movie. Just give me, like, two lines. Just something. And then, you know, and then they don't. And the more I've, like, thought about it now, I'm kind of like... I feel like it was kind of a brave, bold choice to do. It is a little bit frustrating, but now that I've had more time to process it, um, I... I think, you know, this movie was really about establishing the new characters, Finn, Ray, and stuff, and, um... You know, I read some stuff about, like, in some of the earlier drafts, Luke was going to have a more prominent role in this film. And, you know, um, they talked about it, and they're just like, every time that I would start to, like, pin him in, it was just like, it just shifts the focus. Oh. And Luke is such this interesting character, and we want to know all, like, what happened to you? Like, what yeah. have you been doing? What's been going on? Your relation to Kylo Ren, your relation to, like, Ray, is she possibly your daughter? Like, how do you feel about your friends that you left? Are you embarrassed? Like, all these different things. And so it's kind of like, now I understand why it's like they chose to just like, we're just going to save all of it for episode eight to just start rolling that train. And so it sits with me a little bit better. It was frustrating in the moment. I was just like, Luke, come on, man. Just, I just, to me, it just felt like we could have had that if we wouldn't have introduced circular base. Yeah. If that wasn't like this weird subplot that becomes the main plot, (laughs) where even if we would have pushed it to the next movie um, and just had Luke being like, are you freaking kidding me? There's another one? Like, uh, you know, I just feel like we should have found Luke at the halfway point in this movie and then spend the rest of this movie catching up with him. It would have slowed down the movie. We would have been able to like really catch our breath from the breakneck pace of the first hour. But instead it just like was like, gotta get to the end, gotta get to the end. Like, it just was focused on keeping that momentum going. Yeah. And sometimes we need to slow down a little bit in the momentum. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I just think he should have been the focus of the story. And, and see, I agree. Like, all everything you say makes sense. But, like, you saying slow it down, I just hear, 
hundreds of thousands of people saying, "Oh, it was boring." You know, like and um, like and I know I think it would have made like, it the better. The were too slow. <laughs> I don't and see, but I think like I know what you're saying is true, and from a cinematic like film critic perspective, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But from a money making perspective like I understand exactly and that like the cynic in me is kind of like that's what it did it and I'm just like but, but it's uh, yeah yeah it's I tough mean, and I guess you know I, I guess uh, I'm being as much of a hypocrite right now as anyone <laughs> because my big thing is they should have taken more risks and holy crap is this a risk yeah it is to just be like we're looking for Luke just kidding end like, <laughs> and I was like here's Luke you don't get to hear him say anything credits yeah. like that's a big risk. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> philosophically, I think I am pro that. I just don't think it really worked out for them. So mm-hmm. I like that they did take that risk. I just don't think it necessarily worked out, which mm-hmm. is the nature of a risk. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's my very, like, politicky <laughs> <laughs> justification for not liking it, even though it is a big risk, and I'm complaining that they played it too safe. Yeah. Um, okay, where do you guys think that... Where would you rank it in your okay. Star Wars ranking? So I kind of... Okay, so I kind of want to do this. Um, I think what we should do is we should speculate about Episode Eight for a minute, and then I think we should just go down the line and reveal one by one the top top to bottom, okay. like rank okay. all seven of them. Okay, I like that. Very mad. Oh man, I'm gonna lose <laughs> listeners. Out of um, <laughs> oh. All right, so so uh, eight speculations. Okay. What do you guys think is is quick plug before we do that? <laughs> yeah. um, I have okay. So I researched. I was like. Because the part I auditioned for, I wanted to know what it was. Yes. I, was like, I, wanted, I found out. Um, so Pip Anderson, well, I might have found out. Pip Anderson is the guy who got the role. Um, uh, he is, um, okay, so backstory, there's prequel comics called Shattered Empire. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In the latest issue, or the last issue, it introduces a stormtrooper named Slip, um, who is a friend of Finn's. And they're in the First Order, and they quietly fantasize about abandoning the First Order. Um, That is the stormtrooper that dies right in front of him and then sprays the blood on or like puts the blood on his... That was his best friend, Slip. Um, So that's who... Pip Anderson played was that stormtrooper who just died and then did the hand. Okay, yeah, because um, he's built as lead stormtrooper. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that yeah, that's what he's built as. Um, so there are two theories. Um, one is that J.J. Abrams just needed an extra body, um, and he said, "Hey, you're going to be in episode eight, so we'll just put you in and do yeah. this role in episode seven. Um, the other theory is that Slip is going to be a main character later on, and that he's you know survived, and they just left him on Jakku, and he's going to wake up. And he'll somehow maybe have an arc with Ray's parents or something, yeah. um, and then he'll be th- uh, the lead in episode one of the leads in episode eight, along with the other girl that they cast, Crystal Clark. But she's um, in it too as Ensign Good. Yeah, and so I don't know. I don't know where she, I didn't see her at all in the movie. Yeah, she's um, got she's got uh, she's got one line. Really? Yeah. Is she, okay, is she part of the resistance. She's or? part of the what is it the. New first order. First order. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm really interested to see where that goes yeah. um, because at first I was kind of crushed. I was like, that doesn't make any sense that I was uh, trying out for a guy in a helmet. Like they did. Yeah. We all yeah. look the same. Why would they go to all that effort if he's going to be wearing a helmet? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> me? Um, so, so that's kind of cool seeing where that character will go and. 
Okay, now we can get into episode eight. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I just, I just want, I was really excited yeah, yeah, to find yeah. out what that guy yeah. was. So what do you guys, th- I mean, what do you guys think, where do you, where do we go from here? I'm so excited. I, I okay. I, I, do. I think Ray um, will convince Luke and he'll reluctantly be like, okay, we gotta go start a new Jedi Academy. I freaking hope so. Yeah. Or it would a little bit be the best if he was like, nope. And then that's just the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Credits no. again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so I think that's gonna happen. I think the character, the Crystal Clark and Pip Anderson will come on as, as new um, Jedi. Um, and they'll, cause I wanna see kind of younglings. Like I wanna see like, People learn. I want yeah. to see what the Force teachings actually are. Because mm-hmm. you hear a lot about them, like, oh, here's the Jedi Academy, here's younglings. You see Yoda doing that little lesson. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, that's cool. But, like, I really want to see, like, hands-on Jedi training. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Um, one, I just heard that they're in talks with Benicio Del Toro. He's joined. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. so he's going to be a villain yes. in Episode Eight. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I really can see him as a leader in Mandalore. And I really want to see the Mandalorians because there's yeah. a rumor that Boba Fett is still going to come back as a really old guy. What? Yeah. So I would love if they brought Mandalore into it because Mandalore has a ton of stuff in the expanded universe yeah. and yeah, the video yeah. games. So I feel like almost with the the, the Starkiller base being destroyed, maybe man the Mandalorian uh, like Enclave, I think is what it's called, kind of senses this power vacuum and like kind of moves in, and so maybe the Resistance will have to deal with that um oh gosh that'd be super interesting yeah and so it would make it like episode five i think it would be much more dark um and it would be much different than what we've seen because you know normally always just like some form of rebels against some form yeah, it's of always evil. like good yeah. versus evil but and... like the mandalorians are like just straight mercenaries yeah, um, yeah. and so it'll be really interesting to see how that works and benicio del toro is awesome um, I re- I've heard Boba Fett's going to come back eventually in some, whether it's his own solo movie or in episode eight, but yeah, I think episode eight, I- I'm theorizing it'll be my favorite if they follow, because episode five is my favorite, like, I hope mm-hmm. it's just dark, um, like, because I want that, you know, like, I'm okay with kids, close your eyes, don't come to this, I want, you know, this is, I want to sorry, it's sorry, I want to yes, um, so, so yeah, I'm episode eight, there's so many different fan theories, but those are kind of what I think. Uh, what do you guys think? What are some theories? MJ. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I obviously think we haven't seen the end of Snoke or Hux or Kylo Ren. Um, so they're going to have to be in it in some way. I think it would be cool to see them all kind of together uh, in the same physical space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be interesting. I'd like to see Kylo Ren if they are doing the redemption arc. And they are. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him get redeemed in this one. In, in episode eight. Yes. Uh, and and see episode nine completely dealing with like a villain who's turned back to the light side. Um, yes. I, I completely agree because normally what they do is they kind of, what they've been doing is kind of like, oh, this happened this way, so we're going to do it with a twist. So yeah. I think it would yeah. be really cool to see him redeemed. Yeah. And then just be a good guy. Yeah. Like, and you how know? he deals with that. Like, you know, like, I killed all these people. I killed my dad. Like, how do I deal with kind of, like, you know, that redemption aspect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what I want to see is I want him to put a blue or green crystal in his cross card lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. would be so cool. Be oh, that would be awesome. Oh. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I'm 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 hoping that's the way the redemption arc goes with Kylo Ren. I'm hoping, uh, I, I what, what I'm hoping for that whole arc is that they do get to Snoke and he is tiny and they, 
that kind of opens, like, even though it's, like, a small, no pun intended, thing, <laughs> um, Kylo Ren kind of, like, that starts the gears turning on, like, what other deception has there been mm. mm-hmm. from this guy? Like, I don't, because I don't know if they've been in each other's presence before or not. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. I'd like to see Hux have a have an expanded role, because Donald Gleason's or Donal, as we learned earlier, <laughs> Donal Gleason is a really good actor. Oh, yeah. And his one scene where he gets to shine is that speech as Space Hitler, and it's yeah. really good. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, it's like, super well-acted and really good, but it's, like, the only thing we really get to see him yeah. do. Other than he's just kind of, like, B-level Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to see, like, better villain stuff in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as the good guys go, I'd, li- I'd like to see... Um, general organa yeah mobilizing ground troops i think it'd be really cool to see like because like when we see the rebels fight it's always in space like it's always in ships and i like to see them like on the ground i think that would be cool um luke is gonna come back obviously um i just want to see like what old luke is like Like, oh yeah just like like obi-wan skywalker basically yeah um and I want to see Ray kind of just, like, learn what the Force is. I think um, on, on a more subtle level, I'd like to see them kind of establish what the Force is. Uh, we don't really have that. And so some of the stuff that, like, happens with the Force in this was really jarring to me. Mm-hmm. Like, him, like, digging around in people's minds or him, like, stopping the blaster bolt. Like, we've never seen the Force do that. And that's kind of fine, but it's also, like... It's that makes it like so vast and unknowable that it's like ah man like yeah I didn't know like the limits of magic like where are the boundaries yeah I didn't know the boundaries of the force and yep. so I'd like to see that um, and I, I feel like Luke has that knowledge yeah um, you know and I want to see I want to see Luke dealing with the death of his friend oh yeah um, you know I hope that they acknowledge that, like, Luke felt it, too, because they have that moment where Leia feels it. Yeah. uh, Which I thought was amazing to just, like, acknowledge, like, oh, yeah, she's Force-sensitive, you guys. Mm. Yep. Um, Well, I want Billy D. Williams to come back. Yeah. I I would love to see Lando come back, that you killed my friend. Like, oh, man. Like, and him dealing with... Or just be like, you took my son, and it's, like, Finn Calrissian. Oh, that would be great. Because he's like, cause he's got that thing where he's like, well, I was taken as a baby from a family I never knew. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he could be. Well, see, oh, this brings me to another point. I, it bugs me how all the theories about Ray. I would, I want more than anything for Ray. Her parents never show up, mm. and we never know, and she's not related to anyone. That would be perfect for me, because I hate the idea that Star Wars is a family affair, because mm-hmm. it really isn't. Like, the Force encompasses the whole yeah. galaxy, not the Skywalker family. Yeah. I'm going to bum you out right now. Kathleen Kennedy said that all the numbered episodes will always be the story of the Skywalker. <sighs> yeah, I I get, yeah. And, and that just kind of bugs me, because I, I so don't... Solo is, like, kind of Skywalker-ish. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's so, yeah. married to a Skywalker, I guess, but... He's from the Skywalker line. Yeah, so yeah. it's still fair game. Yeah, right? so I just, I don't want every... Like, it would just bug me so bad if, like... Lando yeah, shows up. Yeah, yeah. Finn's my son, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Ray is like, I've heard Ray's like Obi Wan's daughter. Oh, I was yeah, like, I was just what? Like, kind of skimming something about that earlier. Yeah. And, and, and like, there's we're jumping through so many hoops to make sure everyone's related, and it's yeah, like, I, what we yeah. don't need, like, well, we and, don't need that. I, yeah, and that would amplify some of the problems I had with this one. Like, I mean, even like the freaking freighter finding the Millennium Falcon. Like, what's the odds of that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, never tell me the odds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a 
death Never again. <laughs> uh, oh man, I'm mad at you about that. <laughs> um, what uh, about you, Corey? What are you What are you hoping on? Um, I I kind of agree, Jake, with what you're saying. I don't I don't necessarily want it just to be like the Skywalker story. Like you know, like it's always about the Skywalkers. I like that in this movie. It felt like they were there was more middle ground. Not everybody. I don't need everyone to be necessarily necessarily related to like previous characters. It's like Finn doesn't have to be Lando's son. He can just be like this different type of character we haven't seen. Same with Rey. Um, I kind of go back and forth whether or not I'm like, is she Luke's daughter? Is she not? Um, but I would. I I feel like I'm still more leaning towards like I don't want her to be related to Luke. Mm. I want her just to maybe be someone who's just like. You know, maybe one of those, like, anomalies. She's just very Force-sensitive, and mm-hmm. she she just has a gift. Or maybe she was, like... Another theory I've heard is, like, maybe she was one of the people that was, like, where Luke was training, like, when Kylo, like, revolted. And so Luke took her and dropped her off at Jakku and, like, wiped her like memory. That. So it's not necessarily, like, she's his daughter, but he saw, like you have so much force potential. Mm -hmm. And I've even heard people say like, oh yeah, and the stuff with the map and everything, Luke has set that up. So if Rey, if something had happened where the force had shifted or reawakened, she'd be able to find him again because he knows that she would be the... So there's things like that that I'm kind of hoping it goes more that direction. She's not related to Luke. I'd really like to see stuff like you were talking about MJ of Luke dealing with like Han dying and really just kind of like what sent him into exile because we've seen this kind of like Obi-Wan went into exile but that was kind of like to watch over Luke and Yoda went into exile because he lost to the Emperor. Which... Well he was escaping. Yeah. So that he wouldn't be part of Order 66. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that, and I would like to see, like, Luke's motivation more fleshed out. And, I mean, the more you think about it, it's like, okay, my best friends entrusted me with their son, and, like, I failed them. And he's turned into, like, this well, murderer. my nephew. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, I failed my family. Yeah. Not just and, my best friends. And I can't even blood. face them. It's like he's killed all these people, and he's basically Darth Vader. Yeah. And so there is, like a weight and a tragedy to, like, Luke's story, like, how we find him now, that I think they can really, you know, and if they're going to do the parallel of, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the darker movie in the Mm -hmm. trilogy, they can really, you know, weigh in on that. Yeah, and that's one thing that I think J.J. Abrams did pretty well in this, is I hate it when someone's like, oh, yeah, this character's really cool, and then you don't really, like, Qui-Gon, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's a maverick Jedi, like, he's so cool, and you... You don't really... Just because he's Liam Neeson doesn't make him cool as yeah. a character. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah Boba Fett. Yeah. And so um, I think they did a really good job with um, Poe in this because Poe, they say, you know, it's the best pilot in the Resistance. Um, and then you see when you he shows up. It. He, I counted 16 TIE fighters in like, you know, 30 seconds. I'm just... As he shows up. And it's like you see... Oh, like he, he is. is the best fighter, and so I, like you said with Luke, I want to see that. Like yeah. you get Leia and Han talking, like, oh yeah, Luke was wrecked and he left, but I want to see. Yeah, I want to see his real... emotional state. Like yeah. he's really messed up, and he's not gonna just be like, oh, you're my daughter. Of course I'm gonna go back. Or oh, you found my old lightsaber. Yeah, I'm gonna go back. Like I want to be like, you know, that. It's like I have blood on my hands. Yeah, and it's gonna take a lot more than just like. 
you showing up to get me back in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, re- I'm really excited about those kind of future possibilities. Yeah. Well, I mean, with him, it's just like, what is it with my blood, you know? Like, yeah. You know, cause the whole destiny it, thing. Well, and just his, his dad was, like, a dark side guy, and now he's, like, tried to alleviate that by taking his nephew under his wing, and his nephew went the same route, and he's like, well, what is it? Like, yeah. You know? Well, Hardy he even says, like, oh, he's got too much Darth in his blood. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that was a really, like, oh, wow, like, maybe they're, oh, yeah. yeah, and how he deals with that. Because, yeah, that really would be like, is there something wrong with my, like, is am I destined to do this? Like, yeah. are people just, oh, yeah. And one other thing, you, and I, I don't know how I completely feel about this, but there's part of me that's like, I don't know if Luke should make it all the way through the trilogy. Because, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because, um... I don't know if they're really trying to like bring these new characters to light. We're gonna see. I hope we see a lot more of like Ray's development and like obviously her relationship to this and the Force. Finn's gonna develop. I really hope they develop people like Poe. And so, kind of in developing them, like I don't want them to like downplay Luke, but I would maybe even like to see his arc kind of come to a close. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that, but I do want him to live just because I don't want it to totally parallel to be an obi-wan Obi-Wan. yeah yeah um yeah but maybe like he takes on snoke or something and he's not strong enough to beat him maybe maybe i it would they'd have to do a lot of work to not make me be like okay obi-wan again (laughs) yeah so this is uh kind of just separate from from that (laughs) uh it's one it's a thing that i forgot to say earlier um I thought our theater, when we saw it, like, didn't react to the reveal that uh, Kylo Ren's name was Ben Solo the way they should have. Yeah. Like, that, I was like, oh, man, what a name to yeah. have. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. I and know. no one in our theater seemed to, like, everyone was like, all right, his name's oh, yeah, ben. ben. Yeah, and I was like, no, do you guys realize what that <laughs> and means? And it's like, and like, Han and Leia named him yeah, Ben. Yeah, exactly. Han, the disbelieving... Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Now, I was very frustrated with our audience. The midnight <laughs> release, or when I saw it Thursday night, yeah. people reacted much more strongly. Like, people okay. were kind of like... <gasps> we're like, oh. <gasps> like, it, it was kind of a, a gasp. And it... Okay. it and I think maybe that's just because more of the diehard fans yeah, went yeah, yeah, earlier yeah. and yeah. so the later. Because, yeah, in our theater, when I saw it the second time, it wasn't much of a reaction. And yeah. the, the one I saw today, no. There was, like, no reaction oh, at all. Man. People, like, they're just kind of like, like, you know, a few of my friends like, oh, wow. You know, but yeah. that's it. There wasn't, like, a... Yeah, because that is really yeah, cool. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love so Especially since there's kind of been a trend of, like... Uh, people who have kids and then they name them after uh, their dead friends. They give them really stupid names, like in Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like Albus, Albus Severus. Severus. It's like, whoa, just have another kid, man. Yeah. Like, not worth it to settle with both names. Yeah, um, yeah and then... Uh, why didn't any Force ghosts show up to Kylo Ren and be like, Bruh, I got redeemed. Like, why, like, Anakin's a force ghost. Why hasn't he showed up to him and been like, hey man, don't do this. Look what happened to me. I don't know. Maybe there's some imbalance with the force or something. And that's one of those things that, like, we don't really know how the force works well enough. Like, how force ghosts work. Like, who can they haunt? Or when can they come in? Or is it only on Indoor? Yeah. (laughs) Or Yavin. Or Yavin. Or, yeah, yeah. So... Or Dagobah. So I guess not. Yeah, um, yeah I just like someone. Brought, I read a, in an online thread, and I was like, "Oh man, 
why didn't that happen? Yeah. Like, dang it. Um, all right. So I think right now what we're going to do is we're going to go through and, and rank all of them. Do you guys want to go bottom to top or top to bottom? I think top to bottom is going to be more interesting. This sort of yeah. Scene okay. Where, okay. Where uh, top to where bottom. Yeah. So uh, what? So out of all seven, all seven. All seven. So number one favorite, Jake. One. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, my friends who know me are like they almost had a heart attack. Um, uh-huh. For me, the top Star Wars movie, five. Okay. Empire Strikes Back, number one. Okay. Yep. All right. What MJ? What's yours? Uh, six. Okay. Five, Empire. Five. Okay. Ah, oh, six. Uh, that. The... So, here's the thing. I'm doing mine based on favorite, not best. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Favorite. Favorite, <laughs> not best. Um, yeah. All right, Jake, number okay, two. Okay, two is seven. Really? Yeah. It wow. really is. Wow. Three times, I really pondered. It is the second best. All yeah. right. Wow. To me. Uh, so I said, uh, I said what I said about I'm ranking favorite, not best. No, please don't do it. <laughs> Corey's don't, gonna don't, stab me with a tri-saber when I say two. Don't do it. It's two. It's oh two. Oh my gosh. Wow. MJ, seriously? Yeah, it's two. I was. I've been thinking about it all weekend. Oh man, I just. It's so coarse. Over, <laughs> over Jedi? No, Jedi's my number one. Over Empire? Yeah. Wow. Favorite, not best. Okay, favorite, favorite, not, okay. not best. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Corey, what is yours? Oh, man. Number two. I'm kind of in disbelief. Um, <laughs> well, then it's going to be Jedi 6. Okay, 6. The Ewoks for me. They just, oh, they make it a kid thing. No, I just, uh... no. Okay, okay. It's a culmination of everything. Um, okay. Uh, so third favorite. Mm-hmm. Favorite, not best. Favorite, yeah, not best. Yeah, uh, Episode 3. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Episode 3 It. I think I was just the right age um, mm-hmm. for that one to just hit home really well. Yeah, um, you would have probably been fairly close to Anakin. Yeah, right? I was like, I was in high school, I think. So, oh uh, yeah, so three, so okay. so five, seven, three. Okay, so uh, six to um, four. Four. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, man, people are gonna like shut off the podcast. Um. I'm. <laughs> Don't want to say one. Don't you dare no. say one. Corner. No, no, no. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna say seven. Okay. Yeah. So we've got. Let's say five, six, seven. Five, six, seven. Yep. Okay. Um, so my next would be would be a new hope for. Okay. So it. So I'm at five, seven, three, four. Okay. All right. Uh, my next one is five. So, six, two. Four, five. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with um, episode three. Okay. So five, six, seven, three. <laughs> oh, people, man, we're just going to keep saying People are that. pissed now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, then, uh, would be Return of the Jedi 6. So okay. <laughs> are we going to say the numbers after each one? Yeah, I don't think we need to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to. to. Okay, yeah. Um, mine is actually the same. Three. Okay. Yep. All right. Mine would be four. Four. Um, okay. So then mine would be two. Second bottom. Second to the bottom. Second to the bottom. Two. One. No, I'm just kidding. Seven. Seven really? to second. Really? Really? Yep. What? Okay. Man. Okay. Um. 
Uh, probably one. One? Yeah, second to last. Okay. And then for my last is one. Um, yeah, one. Uh, one. Two. Okay. So, so, okay, so mine was five, seven, four, three, six, two, one. Yeah. And MJ, yours was? Uh, mine was six. Two. Corey uh, just stabbed me. Yes. Uh, six. You can you can two, change your answer. <laughs> six, two, four, five, three, seven, one. Wow. I feel like we've lost credibility as <laughs> Star Wars people. They're probably so mine was five, six, seven, three, four, one, two. Okay. I what? hate Attack of the Clones. Okay, seven really was that. You had a lot you liked about it, but like, seven. But the was thing that is, I movie? like all of these movies. Yeah, yeah. like I yeah. still like Phantom Menace kind of a lot. Wow. <laughs> um, That's the one I don't like. No. It's it's the weakest one for yeah. sure. And I like Attack of the. Cl- I love Episode Two. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I do like. I guess again, my age. Like, um, I just really like the Clone Wars. Just fun. Um, I kind of just turn my my body off when <laughs> when the emotional love stuff See, oh, yeah, that's, that's unjustifiable the t- I turn bad. the TV off yeah. yeah no don't get me wrong it's awful <laughs> but like oh man okay that's really interesting yeah cause yeah seven like was like I honestly had a debate of whether I'd put it at one really cause, cause wow. seeing it three times mm. loving every second of every out like of every moment in this movie like there there's a few things like oh that's kind of cheap or oh that's a cheapness oh, that doesn't thing. exactly work uh, yeah. I mean, yeah that's kind of a little bit of like um uh what do they call it when do sex machina you know it's kind oh, yeah. of, oh, yeah, a bit of that. Yeah. But, but at the end i was like i love this movie is great so yeah so oh man how many did you guys change significantly if it's quality or does it not change that much because I don't think mine changes that much. If it's quality and we're like, and I'm trying to be a lot more objective without just like my personal like, oh yeah, I really love this or uh-huh. I love these characters. Yeah, it would, it would probably look a lot different. Really? Yeah, mine would probably look a lot. I mean, the original mine trilogy is gonna. Much. Mine doesn't change much. I don't think it's probably gonna be original trilogy. Seven, and then the three, prequels. two, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, mine's mm. actually probably going to be the really? same. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be five first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are really... Oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I just want to go up to everyone and ask their order, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it says something a lot about you or... <laughs> well, what's, oh, yeah. what was funny is uh, I uh, I texted that to someone, and I was like, you're one of the only people who's going to be a jerk about my ranking of it, so I'm going to tell you, and then uh, in the middle of the podcast, I was like, I'm going to do it on the podcast. <laughs> now there's no podcast because no one's listening anymore. Yep. So, They've turned it off way yeah. back. Unsubscribe. When... Yep. Uh, <laughs> <No>. One star. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about how the majority of the listener base was at my wedding, so they have my address. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Good stuff. But that was good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we did it, you guys. Um, Corey, I feel like we've been through it on yes, Star Wars. Yes, Man, we have. I am done talking about this crap for a while. Yeah. I have one get-together with friends on Christmas Eve, and I think that might be my last, like, for a minute. You'll last, just be like, like, go listen to the podcast. I've, I've shared I've, everything yeah. I need to... 
So in summation, just real quick, was this a good movie? Did J.J. Abrams deliver what the culture at large is hoping for, a good Star Wars movie? Did he do it? Yes. Or did he just parrot a lot of people and... I mean, I just look at the ratings. Like, for a movie of this cultural weight to come out at this time and do that well critically and with audiences, I think it worked. I think you can chalk it up as a success. I mean, in <laughs> Jurassic Worlds. But no, critically, it didn't do that well. It did pretty well. Really? <laughs> it didn't do. It didn't do Star Wars, but it did pretty well. I want to say it's in the seventies or eighties. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was like in the fifties. No, yeah, no, no, it did better than that. Yeah, wow. yeah. it's pretty up that, there. Yeah. That anchors me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. What I, did you say, MJ? Seventy-one percent really... is what Jurassic World is at. Wow. That's astonishing. To okay. Me. Um. I. Yes. Yes. So JJ uh, did it. Um, JJ mostly did it. Um, <laughs> in spite of himself. Yeah, in spite of himself, he he did it. You know, I'm uh, I'm, I'm the thing is, I was never off board with these movies though. No. Like, you know, so it's it's I'm kind of in a weird spot where like, you know, when people are like, oh, he did it. It's so much better than prequels. I'm like, the prequels aren't that bad, you guys. Like, I'm the one guy on like an <laughs> island, just like it's not that, like they're actually pretty great. Um, <laughs> So it's I'm coming at it from kind of a weird perspective. So I like do I think um, it was worthy of the Star Wars name? Like yeah, yeah, I do. I like it's it's a it's a pretty good movie. It's um, it, like I said, it's frustratingly okay to me. Um, but okay, still good. Okay, still positive. Yeah, man. yeah. And if you look at the reviews, they're kind of you know it's at a, I think it's still at a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but they're still kind of all over the place in terms of how good. Like they're you know, it, it kind of ranges from where I am to where it's like, it's still okay, which is still a positive review. Yeah. To, like, it's good to, like, it's really good to, like, Jesus came back and it's Star Wars. Like, <laughs> those are the reviews. So, the, even, like, the critically, it's kind of all over the place, even though uh, it's still above, like, the positive. Yeah. 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 So I've seen a lot of reviews that were, a lot of reviews kind of have this tone of, like, sigh of relief. You know? Yeah. Like... It, it, good. He did you know, it. It, it, it. It's not like a revelation of a film like, oh my gosh, this was like, if you were waiting for like perfection in film form, obviously this is not it. But yeah, I think it's worthy to be a Star Wars film. Yeah, mm-hmm. that being said, I don't think if I do a year in top 10, um, I don't think this is in my top 10. Really? Or it's really, really close really? to the bottom, yeah. Oh, wow. I think it, it, like, I don't even know if it's an honorable mention. What? what? This yeah. is in my top, this might be, I mean, it's one for me. Really? I, yeah, it just yeah, it has to be. There's still a few spots I'm reserving though. Like I like I don't have a favorite of the year yet, just because I haven't seen Creed yet, and then Hateful Eight isn't out yet, and The Revenant isn't out, even though I know that's going to be on my worst of the year list. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? I hate that director so much. Oh, did he do Birdman? Yeah, I hated that. Well, movie. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I feel like we're going off topic, but yeah. that just my brain just melted a little bit. Anyway, that's interesting. So yeah, JJ did it. He did it. Yeah. yeah he gave us a. Man, I've yeah. seen it three times, and I really, I've never seen a movie that many times in this amount of time, and not been, like, wanting to throw up sick over it. Like, I, and I think that speaks to us, like, yeah, yeah it's a good yeah. movie, it's yeah. watchable, it's yeah. watchable, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I did that to Dark Knight. You saw, oh, really? I saw it five times in the first week it was over. Oh my gosh. Yep. I saw it eight times in theaters. <laughs> Good movie. Good movie to go do that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I saw it twice in IMAX, and we didn't have, or we still don't, but we don't have an IMAX <laughs> in my hometown, which means I drove to Fresno twice to see it wow. in a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think Star Wars Episode Seven, good film. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 I agree. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think we've all said our piece about Star <laughs> yes, Wars. Yeah. Good Lord. Man. Uh, until next time, go watch a Christmas movie. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yay. Makana-san. Makana-san. <laughs> <laughs>